This week, we're back with another Under the Hood episode where I talk about experiences, decisions, and choices that have made me and molded me into the person that I am today. One of which, and probably the most prominent, is my faith. What dilemmas did I face growing up as a Christian? How have they molded me into the person that I am today? And what are the perceived benefits of being a Christian? Hello and welcome to the All Figured Out podcast with me, Sean Jai Krishna. This is a space where I discuss the pressures that some may feel to have it all figured out, when really, you don't need to have it all figured out, and really, it shouldn't matter as long as we're all taking steps to be better than the person we were yesterday. So join me as I share methods and practices, thoughts and ideas, even experiences of myself and of other people with the aim to encourage, inform, inspire, and if nothing else, then entertain the listeners of the All Figured Out podcast. Hello and welcome back to the All Figured Out podcast with me, your boy, Sean JK. Thank you so much, you guys, for being here. Can you believe it? The 10th episode, 10 weeks I've been doing this. Uh, It feels like I started maybe last week. I don't know how much I've learned along the way or how much has changed or if it's got better or so on and so forth. But, you know, 10 episodes, a milestone for me, uh, nonetheless. And I thought, as it is a milestone, I want to honor and thank some people, particularly guys that have given me feedback over the journey. Um, I'm just going to read out a few reviews, actually, that have been given on uh, Apple Podcasts, one being from... Uh, who's this? Renali B, um, who says, because of you, I've started journaling. This podcast has had such real and relatable content. Always a great listen and nudges me to make changes in the positive direction. Thank you so much, so much, Renali B, for that review. It's, you know, it's really encouraging to hear that it's helping people and it's adding value to people as well. Uh, another review from BN15DLB, <laughs> uh, who says, deeply thought-provoking, interesting, and funny. So thank you so much for that. And then uh, another one here from Libby Lollipop, uh, who says, giving me so much to think about, reflect on and input into my life. Easy to understand, loads of practical stuff to add to your life. Would totally recommend to all looking for real talk about life. So yeah, thank you so, so much to you guys that have reviewed it, rated it. If you haven't done that yet, feel free to do so. And, you know, comment on what you've enjoyed, maybe topics you'd want to cover, so on and so forth, any questions that you might have. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So yes, as the intro alluded to, we're back with another Under the Hood episode where I talk about uh, things, experiences, decisions that I've been through or that I've made that have made me and molded me into the person that I am. Slightly less informative, hopefully somewhat encouraging or inspiring, but more just an insight into the person that makes these podcasts, i.e. me. So in particular, I wanted to talk about my faith and it's it's something that is you know, a lot of people are fairly reluctant to share about because it is extremely niche and as soon as you bring up the aspect of faith i know that a lot of people can feel ostracized or people can feel that they can't relate to the discussion or that you know that some people feel like they need to just switch off and what what i'd say to people experiencing that at the moment or if you feel that you're in that category of people is that uh, this isn't something that I'm trying to push on anyone or force on anyone this isn't uh, a sales pitch to my faith Uh, I'm not proselytizing through this podcast I'm merely sharing my experience of being a Christian that faith journey and what I've been through 
growing up a Christian in what is undoubtedly a fairly secular world. My school was, as much as it had Christian values, the majority of people there weren't Christian. There were different faiths represented. And that's fine. And that's great. So, yeah. So, I guess, why talk about my faith? Under the hood, like I said, it's talking about experiences that have molded me and made me to who I am. And I would have to say that probably the most influential factor in that has been my faith, the faith of my parents, um, and to a degree, their parents as well. And, you know, it's not been a smooth faith journey. It's, you know, (laughs) it very rarely is actually for people. In fact, the Bible literally says that, um, you know, being a Christian is a call to a life of struggle and a call to a life of sacrifice. So it's almost by design uh, that it's, you know, it's not meant to be an easy ride or an easy journey. But nonetheless, something that I've now, you know, being a Christian for most of my life, I found to be very worth. There has been a lot of sacrifices, some of which I'll talk about. But in my, you know, 23 years now, looking back in hindsight through what can be considered some of your most rocky or unstable years through your teenage uh you know, that teenage period, 13, 14, 15, uh, and then 16 and 17, where you're kind of forming your convictions, your beliefs, and what you actually believe in. Uh, Looking back now, I think that it is something that's kept me very grounded, and it has, by and large, made me a better person. And I can say that with pretty much all assurance that I am a better person because of it. I would also like to preface this episode with a few acknowledgements. I know that this isn't everyone's view and this is probably, uh, you know, this belief system or worldview, whatever you want to call it, probably represents the minority of people. You know, some people will have other faiths. Some people will, you know, will be atheists and some people probably are somewhere in the middle where they genuinely don't know. And one reason why I think it's so hard to talk about is because no matter who you are, this topic this arena (laughs) the semantics of faith and belief in god is so deeply personal because from it 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 shapes your worldviews it shapes um your beliefs and values and by and large it almost helps to form and shape a person's identity so when you begin to question someone or when you begin to ask or dig or probe as to someone's faith and what they believe it often, very often actually, can elicit quite a defensive response and put people on the back foot and people feel like they need to, uh, you know, defend their faith or defend their belief system with a certain vigor or aggression or resilience. And, you know, that can just escalate a conversation where it's not very productive. And by the end of the conversation, uh, no one is any closer to actually understanding the other person's perspective. And it's not really set out in the pursuit of truth and understanding and so very often you know it's not a very productive conversation so yeah just again just to highlight you know this isn't to inflict my beliefs on anyone but this is just for anyone that's curious and uh, another thing I'd like to I suppose add to that preface is over lockdown one thing that it has shown me is that uh, well I can only speak to the you know for the for myself and the people that I've spoken to and um, but people tend to be a lot more pensive a lot more reflective uh, I think that probably has a time you know has uh, a lot to do with people having more time on their hands uh, perhaps a bit more secluded so they're not so much receiving the opinions of others but they're actually taking time to think and formulate their own opinions and ideas and what they actually believe. And I've had multiple discussions with different friendship groups um, inside of church, outside of church, 
just about things like you know those really deep live questions uh, stuff like where does morality come from discussions about ethics and life after death the problem of evil homosexuality in the bible all these massive massive questions that i've been kind of the the token christian in the room uh, kind of had these questions kind of pinging at me but I will add, though, it has been in good spirit. It has been with the aim to actually understand and pursue uh, what, you know, pursue truth in that aspect. Um, but, you know, I'm no theologian and I don't claim to be a theologian. I'm not an expert in any of this. And if I had all the answers to all of the questions about the nature of God and all of this stuff, then it wouldn't really be faith. It would just be knowledge. And, you know, the key differential is there is faith is you know kind of with the lack of evidence or with the lack of knowing all the answers you choose to believe and i think that's the main element i'd like to highlight is that it is a choice very much so but yeah like i said very productive conversations with that sole purpose of understanding and overall been very very productive so i suppose i'll go into a, a shorter intro then and kind of talk a bit about my family a lot of people kind of make the assumption that if your parents are Christian, that just means you're Christian. Now, I'll talk, I'll touch a little bit of why that might not be the case. Um, very, you know, more likely than not is is the case. But, and I'll get into why perhaps there are a few anomalies within that or by and large, why that doesn't represent the majority of people that grow up in a Christian household. So firstly, yes, my parents are Christian. My dad's dad actually was he was actually a Hindu priest, so he he'd gone you know way the other way, uh, completely different faith, very very different belief system. So then yeah, so my dad was actually a Hindu priest, and he actually got converted or chose to become a Christian after a Christian missionary visited his village in Sri Lanka. I think the uh, missionary was from Switzerland, somewhere in Europe. But yeah, converted to Christianity and then actually became a pastor. So a very, very uh, extreme and passionate character was my dad's dad. And then um, my dad grew up in a household where his dad was very passionate about the things of God, about the Bible, about the teachings of the Bible and trying to bring people into the house of God and minister to them and help them in that way as well and then uh, fast forward a few years my parents are now older and they have me my brother and my sister and we grew up in church and one of the conversations that actually came up with my friends as I was talking about this topic of faith is that you know with that faith element is the choice to you know to believe despite the lack of evidence and I say it's very rare that people are given such concrete evidence in the form of, you know, it might be something supernatural or uh, so on and so forth, and that, you know, they're very rarely given something concrete that means that they can 100% believe in a God. And I was sharing how there's maybe one in, like one instance in my parents' life and, you know, in my life that I can keep coming back to. And if I ever begin to doubt or if I ever begin to kind of, question what it is that who it is that I believe in or if there even is a God because as a Christian I think that's a fairly valid question to have is you know you're constantly choosing to believe and choosing to have that faith but there is one scenario and one I suppose story that I could tell you that I can keep coming back to and it's the story of my mine and Shane's birth actually so uh, about two weeks prior to 
my you know me and mine and Shane's due date you know my mum went for a scan a very late stage scan like I said two weeks before the expected um, delivery day and the doctor scanned us and turned to my mum and my dad and said you know your two boys we've uh, done the scan we'd like to go you know run some tests so my parents are a little bit worried at this point but they're like yeah okay you know whatever you need to do run run your tests so they run some tests and it confirms what the doctor previously thought and he said you know Miss, mrs jaya krishna mr jaya krishna your sons are both down syndrome now for those of you that don't have the i don't know the biology background shall i say down syndrome is defined or i suppose in the criteria in order to be diagnosed with down syndrome is that the cells in your body every cell in your body has a nucleus and within each nucleus there's genetic information which is organized into chromosomes and uh, in order to be diagnosed with down syndrome you have to have 47 chromosomes right but every human and i'll use the word typical human in this regard and in the medical sense every typical human has only 46 they only have 23 pairs they're perfectly paired up and um, so there's 23 pairs so there's 46 however if you have down syndrome you have 47 and this nucleus this genetic information is in all of the cells in your body every cell in your body contains the same genetic information it's just different cells have different uh, information uh, expressed uh, sorry for getting a bit biological there but it's just to give you an understanding of you know that's a very there's not really a cure for that it's not something that is just there's no therapy for it um you know there's it's not something that is just fixed for lack of a better word so yeah they said um to my parents your sons are down syndrome and we have run the test uh, we ran it again and we can confirm it and my parents were kind of in shock and they wanted a second opinion as a lot of people probably would because you know it's not only having a child that has a disability which you know obviously um carries with it certain responsibilities and i suppose a greater onus of care but we were twins so there's two of us now with that disability and you know being two weeks away from being brought into the world so our parents are thinking all right we'll get a second opinion so they went to another doctor and he confirmed the same thing so they went to another doctor and they kind of went up the chain and they chased after specialists to conduct these tests and by uh, after all the doctors and tests they had seen nine different doctors from the first doctor to the last one they saw nine doctors and they all confirmed the same thing so now my parents you can imagine being in their position they had no idea what to do um but <laughs> being christians they did the one thing they did know how to do which was to pray so they prayed for for two weeks from the first scan uh, to the second scan to all the other scans and then up, right up to the moment of our birth they just continue to pray and for those of you that know me I and my brother well we don't have down syndromes we came out uh, I suppose again to use the word in the medical sense we came out typical babies in that we had 23 pairs of chromosomes we had 46 chromosomes in every cell in our body so we came out you know quote unquote normal now this is something that completely baffled the doctor that the you know the and the midwives that delivered us because they knew the background they knew the tests and so on and so forth and for my parents this has been a almost like a cornerstone for them that in their minds it could only have been god and their faith because that is nothing short of a miracle in that it wasn't the tests that were wrong 
it wasn't like the doctors just didn't know what they were talking about. They went and saw nine different doctors, some of which were specialists within that given field. And then to have us be born perfectly normal was, that is, like I said, forms a very rare encounter and a very rare experience that, you know, few people get that they can say this could only have been God. And for me, that is something that I continually go back to as well. And uh, I continually remind myself of, and it's a very real and very uh, almost surreal as well, to a degree, experience for my parents to go through, but something nonetheless that did happen. And, you know, people can throw all sorts of skepticism and, you know, oh, it's coincidence. And you were just, I don't know, no one really knows the in-depth of the biology of what happened and what took place. But that is, that is, that is what happened. And, you know, the, that is the experience and the story that my parents have told to me and they've told to many people. So yeah, that's something I can go back to. And then obviously growing up in church, you face different challenges, going to school of people with different faiths, which is great because you're exposed to different cultures and how, the different ways that people think and value different things. But then, you know, you, you, you continue to go into spheres like RS uh, religious studies which is a very intense environment where a teacher is telling you and your class what you believe and you might not necessarily agree with some of the things but it's part of a curriculum and then you become the the expert the subject matter expert for people and they're like oh but how does this work and how does that work and considering you're only like in secondary school and you know by and large i will admit that by and large you know that is uh, below the age of I'd say around 16 17 or 18 uh, you know you're very much a product of your parents and their, your conditioning and as much as it was a choice I could have decided you know mom and dad I don't want to do this it would have been a very poor decision and it would have been you know been very difficult for me at home if I'd done that because now that you disagree on your worldviews and your belief systems and your values it makes it very difficult to be part of that family so I, I wouldn't have done that uh, anyway and um, but then what I will say is when I did turn 18, 19, as a lot of people have done, is you either move out, you go to uni. So I went to university and this is a time that I really had to decide for myself whether this is what I believed or not. And it was, and I've told a few, maybe a handful of people this, I haven't told many people this, but um, for a lot of people looking in or looking at me, they would have just assumed, you know, Sean's always been so strongly convicted in his faith and nothing could shake him and nothing could sway him. But I went through a real battle at the start of uni, an inner battle, and that just kind of really tore me up inside of, you know, I I know that, you know, I know that there's a God and I, I, I do believe that there's a God, but then it's just the choice of do I want to continue following it and that element of being away from my family and now not having my parents, my parents who were actually pastors as well. So I did grow up in an environment where that was a very active part of our family life as well, was going to church and serving in church and being a part of it and helping. So now being away from that at university, I really had to decide for myself. And uh, I went through this whole experience where I was trying to decide time and time again, is it what I believe? And like I said, I was very torn up inside and it took me probably the whole of first semester to, to really to really make that decision. And I decided, you know what, I, I do believe that this is real. I do believe that there is a God and there is, uh, you know, that he loves me, he cares for me, he wants the best for me. 
um, and I'm going to give everything I have to him because um, I know that ultimately his plans are better than my plans and that's what I decided to do and so far <laughs> I've stuck by that and I'll continue to choose to do so. I suppose moving on then, um, I wanted to provide, I guess, some, I guess, benefits, I could call them. If you were someone that even if you took the element of uh, believing in God, if you took that out of the life of a Christian, even though it is very core and it is very central, but just as a thought experiment, if you remove that element of it, I wanted to try and perhaps convey some perceived benefits uh, of being a Christian and living a Christian life. And I think three really kind of came to mind one being is the sense of community you get and community is something that you find among a lot of religious um, groups and so whether you're from a a muslim background or a hindu background a christian background a lot of uh, religious groups uh, are very united and are very close they have a very strong sense of connection and community And, and i think mainly because they have that shared worldview, those shared values, uh, priorities, belief systems. And also, if you think about a faith, having a faith in a secular world, it's almost a massive uh, vulnerability in some sense that people could openly and freely, if they wanted to, just scrutinize you on. So being amongst other people that have that same vulnerability really brings you closer to those people. Um, So there's that sense of community. And in my experience, I've been really fortunate uh, to have found a group of people and a church of people that genuinely want the best for me. Some of the most genuinely caring and inspiring people I've ever met. And within the realms of self-development, a lot of things and disciplines I've actually taken from them and they've rubbed off onto me. Some of the most disciplined students I've ever met. Uh, in terms of their work ethic and how they structure their days and doing little admin things. So yeah, a really, really great community. The second one, and I think this is um, almost self-explanatory, but I'm going to explain it anyway, is the mental health element. So uh, if you imagine being from a faith background, everyone, you know, whether you're from a faith background or whether you're not, everyone faces adversity. However, being in a faith background, you often are encouraged and you often do try to look at the bigger picture of perhaps what is God teaching you through this tough experience or what are the good things that have come from this or uh, you know that you are very highly encouraged to do that and you do find yourself doing that on a continual basis some people will just call this you know silver silver lining thinking but for me, I, I like to think that there's a purpose in everything that I go through. Not that God puts me through bad situations, but sometimes he lets me go through stuff in order to learn. Also with to do with mental health and that aspect is actually living with a purpose as well. So in the Bible, it tells us that we're all called according to a purpose. And uh, within the church, it might be, or within your spheres, wherever your place, wherever you are, you know, you get a God-given and divine purpose that goes beyond you just beyond your selfish ambition and then finally uh, within the mental health aspect is you're given uh, a winning and i suppose a victor's mentality that you know you can go out and you can uh, conquer stuff and you can do things because you've got a god who loves you who's the creator of the universe that is backing you and uh, you know so I, I, again i want to kind of convey this from even if you don't believe in god uh, I'm trying to convey that perhaps you can appreciate that the someone with a faith might be more equipped to dealing with adversity 
and the highs and lows of mental health and having that mindset and almost advantage of living with a purpose and having that winning mentality. The final one is at the core of the gospel message really is this continuous improvement idea that we are called to, you know, go from glory to glory, be transformed uh, daily by the renewing of our minds, which is a very famous scripture. But essentially, it's calling us to just continually go for better, go for more, try and be better than the person you were yesterday. And he's it's very the Bible's very clear on us not striving for perfection because we're not perfect and it's not realistic but to strive for faithfulness and for discipline and to keep coming back and to keep you know keep coming back and also uh, keep going forward and um, are you willing to come back and pick up your cross are you willing to pick up those disciplines even when you get it wrong even when you've messed up are you willing to come back and again that's not perfectionism it's improvement and so that's something that really strongly resonates with me i realize this has been a bit of a almost like a stream of consciousness and i've just kind of talked uh, a lot so i want to wrap up with uh, i guess three things that i know and three things that i don't know things that i know number one i'm a better person because of jesus number two i would not be where or who i am today if it were not for him number three my future is brighter because i know jesus things that i don't know how the world was created you know i wasn't there there are several theories around creationism big bang theories uh, you know the evidence that could be scrutinized and different critiques for the evidence the evidence for creationism as well has been presented in different scientific articles uh, ultimately i don't know uh, I used to lean very heavily towards creationism, but now I probably, uh, I might lean more towards a designed evolution. You know, I, I'm happy to leave a question mark uh, with that, and that's okay. Life after death, another thing I don't know. I've never died. I don't know if there's life after death, but I like to live with the hope that there is, so that my, le my life has a purpose and it's leading me onto something greater, something more eternal that goes beyond the scope of my finite life. And the final thing is I don't know when the second coming or the rapture is. Um, and that's okay as well. And like I said before, having faith doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It's literally quite the opposite. Having faith means you don't have all the answers and you choose to believe anyway. So yeah, uh, I guess I'm going to wrap this episode up. Again, thank you so much for listening. A, quite a personal episode, slightly less informative, not, perhaps not so much of a value add to your life, but more of an insight uh, uh, into my life and what I believe and perhaps why I believe it as well. Uh, I hope there was something in there that perhaps changed your perspective, opened your eyes, gave you something to think about even. But yeah, apart from that, thank you so much guys for being here. I appreciate it. 10th episode, come on. Uh, here's to many, many more. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see you next week.